What could be harder to believe than news of an appearance of angels? Well, maybe the words of the song that they sang. Loudly and brightly into the night, they proclaimed, peace on earth. They didn't have colds. They proclaimed, peace (laughs) on earth. They knew what the earth and its inhabitants are like. Much has changed in the 2,000 years since then, but human nature has not. They knew that we each experience tensions, contradictions and frustrations within ourselves and that these then play out in how we live and interact with those around us. And so wars within become wars without. And how could that ever be changed? And yet they say, peace on earth. Maybe if we thought about what would a peace look like? What would a war ending be? Would that be peace? For an army that had invaded to be removed, would that be peace? That would be the absence of war. But there would still be much that was not peaceful in that ravaged land and those hurting people. So can we imagine something more than war being over? That every city and town and village that had been bombed and shelled was rebuilt better than ever before. That places of work that had been closed down and shut off, would begin to brim again with energy and cooperation and success. That parks and playgrounds that had stood forlorn would be restored and filled with people. And these would be people who loved their neighbours, young and old, female and male, near and far. Could we imagine on a land the sun rising with warmth the rain falling with life and birds flying above rivers running full of fish swimming, crops flourishing in the fields, an abundance of food and resources and beauty. Justice done for the evils that had been inflicted, but forgiveness given to those who had caused the misery so that all bitterness could pass away. No fear of reprisals, no broken promises, no fear of pandemics or climate catastrophes or the cost of living, no fear. And those who had been lamed in the conflict, now walking, running, dancing, those who had been traumatised, now smiling and hoping, those who had been bereaved, reunited with their loved ones. I mean, at what point does this start to sound like a fantasy? At what point does this feel like a vision too bright for our eyes to bear, a hope too achingly lovely to trust ourselves to? If this is what the angels meant by peace on earth, then maybe what they say is harder to believe than what they are. And yet, in the centuries before Jesus was born... Promises came from God about a future peace. Promises like, they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. 
and that the wolf shall lie down with the lamb and the leopard with the young goat and the calf and the lion and the fatted calf together. And that the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. Wholeness, flourishing, delight, goodness. That is a taste of what the Bible means by the word peace. This is what the longings you've heard sung about tonight were all about. And all of us have those kind of desires or maybe had those kind of desires for life to be better than it is, for life to be all that it could be. We've surely had enough of human history, personal experience of our own messed up selves to realize that this kind of total transformation, a recreation actually, could never be done by one of us. Or in fact, any of us, or all of us, or even the best of us. Despite all the good that is done, if we're left to our own devices, it will be hard to keep hoping. Someone else is needed. And those ancient promises of peace said exactly that. Here's one of them, and this one makes its explanation of its hope clear. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. Peace on earth through a child unlike any other. That is the scarcely believable song the angels sing. And that is the scarcely believable mission Jesus came to fulfill. Began so personally. Individuals receive the peace of God from him. Sick people meet him and he makes them well. Trapped people meet him and he sets them free. Broken people meet him and he makes them whole. This goodness just flows out of him. It's like an unending stream of life-giving water for all who thirst. It radiates from him. It is a darkness-banishing light that can shine anywhere in anyone who will see it. Not because he's trying really hard but because he is the light and he is the life. He can do this because he has come to be with us as one of us, but he is unlike us. He is the fullness of God taking on human flesh. That is why a virgin gave birth to him. 
He wasn't polluted by the sin we breathe in and breathe out every day because the divine life in him was more powerful than it. We lose our peace daily, don't we? It just goes. We relax, we calm down, we have everything how we want it to be, we think we're peaceful, and then it's gone. And we become twisted and broken by things that happen to us and things that we do ourselves. He experienced all of those pressures, but never came under their influence. There were no skeletons in his closet, no misspeakings, no need for apologies or to make amends, no need to ask for forgiveness. He was bringing a new power to our tired earth. One that reverses all our assumptions about things getting worse or about things being too good to be true. One that instead fulfills our dreams and barely dared for hopes. And the angels announced this incredible world-changing news to some shepherds, some shepherds in a field. Jesus remained humbly approachable all his life so that anyone could touch him and be changed by him. Simeon could hold him. A friend of Mary's could say, can I give him a kiss? And those who no one ever could, wanted to speak with could be looked in the eye and loved. The only time he's truly out of the reach of others is when he's lifted up on a cross to die for us. And that death loomed even at his birth. Amongst the gifts he was given was myrrh, a spice used to prepare bodies for burial. Mary was told by Simeon that a sword would pierce her soul because Jesus would be a sign that is opposed. And those old prophecies of peace knew it too. He was despised, one says, and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was cursed, crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we're healed. Peace must be achieved. It must be won so that others can benefit from it. Darkness must be defeated, the corrupting and controlling power of sin, the terror of death. Someone has to take on these things and conquer them and disarm them so that others can be set free too. And so Jesus went to war on a cross. And he dealt in himself with all that we have done to destroy peace in ourselves and those around us and our world, taking its punishment and the consequence of death. But death couldn't hold him because he triumphed over all that troubles us. And because he did that, Jesus can offer us his peace right now. More even than healing, more even than provision, more even than success, more even than all you might dream of for this world. A wholeness is placed 
in any who believe that can flow out of them to others and will one day fill all the world when he returns to make it new. We're still wondering if the angels were right, if they really can be believed. We're still waiting for the final recreation to occur. Whilst we do, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, reaches out his living hand to you right now and invites you to receive his peace. To stop trusting yourself or any other thing and find out what it means to put your trust and your hope in him. Do what the shepherds did when they saw the extraordinary sight of angels and then heard the even more extraordinary news of peace. Run to him. Run to him. You can do that in strangely ordinary ways, like coming to a carol service, like taking a leaflet or a book in that foyer at the back of this room. Like coming along to an evening we're doing in January called Try a New Path, where some people will share just how Jesus has done this for them. And where you can find out how you could explore this more for yourself. It is the best news. It is the news you long for it to be true because you were made to know this. And Jesus has come that you could. So may the truth, may the peace of God truly be with you this Christmas and always.